2: Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, May the 17th. We're a day early this week, folks, because we got we had too much news to talk about. We could not wait until Thursday. Uh, we're going to get to all that. I want to welcome in the guy who's going to talk to us about it, uh, Mr. Cole Pinkston, Mr. J. Head. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you, brother? All, all, all right, then. We've got some news to talk about from uh, yesterday. What is today? Wednesday. We have uh, we had two commitments to cover on Tuesday. We'll get to that. We will get to some questions from the corner. Uh, but before we do, I know everybody out there was looking for a new car. It's that time, man. It's that time of year. School's getting out. Summer's about to begin. Everybody needs a new, y- newer used car. and so I'm gonna send them right there to Caleb Schofield, folks, right there in at Mike Patton <clears throat> at Mike Patton Auto in Lagrange, Georgia. Oh, I got that radio voice today. Join Caleb Schofield at Mike Padnotto on the <laughs> Church. No, for real, Caleb's got a fantastic uh, lot of cars, new cars. He's got new Ford, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Hondas. Fantastic, diverse, used vehicle lot. Fantastic selection there, man. And if you know what you want and he doesn't have it, he'll absolutely find it, man. All those used cars have to pass the multi-point inspection before they even consider selling them. And then they back those used cars with a free three month, three thousand mile warranty. And all those new vehicles, they come with a free lifetime powertrain warranty, unlimited time, unlimited mileage, huge, huge bonus for buyers. And if you're not in the market and you know who, someone who is, send them to Caleb. He'll send you three hundred dollars. Almost said freaking three hundred freaking dollars. <laughs> Uh, so, good deal, man. Good Auburn man. Give Caleb Schofield a call, 334 996 Tell him we sent you. He has been fantastic for us. We appreciate Caleb. And uh, certainly, man, I'm telling you, if you need a or, new or used car, give Caleb a call. If he doesn't have it, he will find it for you. Uh, all right, folks. Tuesday, man, the, the wait for at least two of them finally came to an end, right? Yes. Right. Larry Nixon said he was going to do it Friday when he left Auburn, the transfer uh, linebacker from North Texas. We've been waiting on Jair Shorter, the transfer wide receiver from North Texas, the two teammates in North Texas. Um, went back and forth with, you know, are they going to take this guy? Or are they not going to take this guy? And Shorter comes out of the gate, I think around 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon, yeah. and said, count me in. Cole, Jair Shorter.
1: Yeah. It, look, hey. Don't, don't think that both of the, usually we, it's pretty smooth, right? When a guy visits, he says, Hey, I'm in, uh, get the graphic ready, done deal. And, that, and we talked about that on the call-in show. These transfers are, are just like that, but these two right here went back and forth. I, I mean, maybe they were just smoke screen sent to us. I mean, that's always possible, I guess, but the intel I was getting was, Hey, uh, just, I don't know about shorter, if that's going to happen yet. And then. Hey, we're all in on shorter. And then, uh, you know, Nixon's sort of wavering back and forth between us and Miami. And then I really didn't get word until he committed, hey, he's in, <laughs> you know. So, man, pulled it off. I, I think it was a, a nice little, nice little victory there. Jay we thought Montana
2: Lam- Lamonius Craig would be the next wide receiver. And let me tell y'all, uh, And then I posted, I think it was Monday that Auburn was out. Yep. Listen, he was in. Uh, I put a prediction in probably 10 days ago and had a commitment story ready for him. Hell, I talked to him last Monday. I don't don't know the specifics, and I I wrote this on the corner, but he was in. I had quotes from him uh, on a commitment. Uh, I had him talking about Marcus Davis and Zach Etheridge and uh, the role they played in their recruitment. He actually told me, I was like, well, do you know when it's going to happen? He goes, uh, me and the Aubrey coaches have, uh, have it worked out, uh, and basically just left it at that. Um, uh, so I was, it was, I think last Thursday on the show, last week, I said 48 hours. Remember that? Yeah. If he's mm-hmm. not committed. And there was Sunday night on the call in the show. I was like, Oh crap, what's going on? And I, and I remember saying on the call in the show, when guys like Lamonius Craig and even Tyron Lawrence are expected to commit and then there's a, a, a lull. Is typically not a good sign. Now, not always, but you know, the following night, Monday is when I was told our Monday Auburn's out, and I don't know if that was Auburn putting all going the Jair shorter route, if it was going the Shane Hooks route, but Auburn was out for Lamonius Craig. So, good move. And, and let's, here's another thing, Jay. I'm gonna get to you, dog. I'm, no, I'm thinking go out loud. Ahead. Go ahead, yeah, but, but when Lamonius Craig, when I found out that Auburn was recruiting him to play the slot, remember that? Mm-hmm. Auburn wanted him to play the slot we talked about. They had Caleb Burton. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was thinking, are they recruiting two slot guys? Are they, are, you know, I, I I didn't, are they only going to take one? They got Burton, and then it was Lamonius Craig, and then it was Lamonius Craig. The interest went down, down, down. And here comes Jair Shorter. And here comes Shane Hooks. Who uh, Christian Clemente reported was in Auburn, I think on Tuesday. I have yet to confirm that, but I've been dealing with a bunch of other crap. Um, <laughs> so Shane Hooks still on the table, but let's go back. Jayhead, Jay or shorter, big dog, talk to me.
0: Well, first of all, uh, love the pickup. He's a guy with one year left to play. Realistically, you're renting him for nine months, but. And Cole and I have discussed this before. He's somebody that's going to be able to come in right away because of his familiarity with the system and his ties to Philip Montgomery's former offensive line coach, who was his offensive coordinator at North Texas. So you know he's going to understand the scheme.
2: Oh, say that again. To- Do what? Say that again.
0: So the offensive coordinator at North Texas was the offense former offensive line coach for Philip Montgomery at Tulsa has a full understanding of the offense. And he's going to be able to come in very seamlessly for the part that's going to be Philip Montgomery's, because obviously this is going to be a mesh of some of Hugh Freeze's concepts, along with what Philip Montgomery likes to do. But he's going to have a clear understanding of that part of it, so you know he's going to be able to pick up the offense relatively quickly. Um, It also creates that roster flexibility that we like to see, where you're going to have a vacancy almost immediately to be able to bring in some high school talent back behind him. But lastly, it gives you a body in that room that you just don't have outside of Camden Brown, right? A physical outside presence at wide receiver. Somebody that can go up and be a, can be a vertical threat, both in the red zone and going deep. He's a guy that's got explosion to his game. He has the ability to make catches over the middle. So really, it just kind of brings a diverse skill set to your wide receiver room. Somebody that understands the offense and can pick it up quickly. And to me, it was a really good pickup And I like the fact that he's only got one year. MLC was a kid who was going to carry two. What was his top 10 talent? Was he going to be an NFL guy? Probably not, in my opinion. Could he have been a good college player? Yes, but so is Jair Shorter. And then you get the opportunity to roll a really good high school player in that person's spot and elevate somebody else. So from all those points, I really like the pickup of Jair Shorter. I think it's going to be I think it's going to serve us well. Is he going to be an all-star in the SEC? I don't know. He's leveling up. Let's be honest here. He's coming from Conference USA. We're going to find out if he's ready to play at this level or not. But if he can't, it honestly doesn't hurt you because it's only a
2: one-year commitment.
0: So all all pluses to me, all is plus, plus, plus.
2: Sure. And for everybody that was asking, um, as far as visits goes, transfer guys who have visited and have yet to decide. That the only people we're really waiting on at this point is Isaac Ukwu, the edge from is he, uh, James, James, Madison, James Madison, Madison, and then, of course, Shane Hooks, the wide receiver from Jackson State. I
1: can't think of anybody else. I think everybody else has. More I, got, level. I got one more. Okay. I got one more. I, I'd say I'd say keep an eye on Stephen Sings from Liberty. I still do. Okay. You've been saying that. Yep, Jay Head and I have. Are you, have gone are you saying point. that? Are you no, saying that okay. if Auburn misses Uku? I do. I think it's contingent okay. on them missing on Uku, which at, at, at the moment I think is going to happen. I think he ends up at either Ole Miss or Missouri. And here's here's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in the past twenty four hours. There's still some spots, and Jay Head, I know you're keeping up with the numbers there. I think they're at. By our count, eighty-two now.
0: If you count the two walk-ons, if you, if you count Sean and you count Jake Levant, then yes, they're at eighty-two. If you don't count them, they're at eighty. So I you've mean, got anywhere between three to five spots for you to be able to fill gaps.
1: I think we are definitely counting Jake Levant and Sean Jackson. From okay, what I understand. So three spots left. My understanding is they want those fields. That's, again, my understanding. I don't know that completely for that, you know, if that's completely true. But my understanding is, hey, we want to go in with 85. So I think it's
0: possible. And that leaves uh, the young man from junior college, Markel Bell, on the board, offensive tackle. That's And then maybe there's a grad transfer safety that pops at some point that they have some interest in. I do think that if they miss on Bell or any of these others, they'll be patient with the grad transfer market that's going to develop uh, because there are other guys are going to be entering the transfer portal at a later date. And so you don't have to force action with somebody right now that you're not necessarily in love with, that's going to be eating a roster spot. I'm sure they'd much rather have a one-year guy to kind of fill a roster spot if that's really what they want to do um, as opposed to a multi-year guy, if they don't love them. If they love them, obviously they're going to go after them.
1: Well, and that's the other thing too, With if you do fill up the 85. 85- So many of these guys that you brought in are grads uh, or could go pro like we talked about. So 18 transfers right now, there's a chance that over 10 of them don't come back. That's 10 scholarship spots, right? Correct. And then everybody else that might not come back. And you still have a lot of scholarship spots to work with in the next year.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think you're you're looking at 20 plus right now. I need to go back and do my number count before we do our next show. But I think you're looking at 20 plus with who they brought in from a grad transfer standpoint, who's projected to go pro and who's just a natural, you know, attrition graduation aspect of it. Right. So I think you can take a full class of high school and junior college before you even get into who wants to leave before spring training and all that other stuff. The natural attrition into the transfer portal. So definite roster flexibility there for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then when I. No, go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 I'm going back. So keep going.
0: No, I was going to say, and that you know that kind of dovetails into Larry Nixon, and love to hear your guy's thoughts and, and your transition on that, Jeffrey
2: Love mm, well, Larry Nixon, and you know what Cole was talking about when you when, when you interviewed Jair shorter. it sounded like he's a done deal you know after he left his official visit. Larry Nixon sounded the same way, dude. I mean, yep. it was me and uh I'm trying to think christian and and Brian Matthews, I believe Brian had come in to uh fill in for Caleb, but um he he almost gave us a wink. <laughs> You know, like you know, this, uh, yeah. this is it, right? Here. So, you know, like I, this is it. And um, but you know, I went back and I read his Miami visit story. I mean, he left Miami as you know, Miami's number one.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course,
2: they were they were first and last at that point. Uh, but my, then he, then Miami he, was
1: in the game. Miami was in the game here, even after the Auburn visit. Th- there's no doubt. I, I, that's my biggest takeaway from that: that Miami was in it till close to the end, and. It seemed like Auburn won the momentum big time when he visited Auburn and wrapped that up and then is okay, I got to make a final decision here. I'm really close. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn.
0: And to the best of my understanding, not only did we stuff Mario in a locker, and I love saying that, by the way, but <clears throat> Jeff Coons is the linebacker coach at West Virginia.
1: That's I love why Jeff he Coons. is
0: there. Jeff Coons was also the linebacker's coach at North Texas. Who recruited? Oh wow, Larry Nixon
1: to North Texas. So where did Jeff Koons get his start?
0: Jeff Koons got his start underneath Gene Chizik here at Auburn.
1: There it is. That's
0: why I want to bring that up, and I know you were getting ready to talk about that.
2: He's 22 years old back then, and you could look at that guy and goes, "He's going to be a star. He's going to be a good. He's going to be a football coach soon." I don't know. It feels like forever ago. He was Chizik's GA, wasn't he? He was. It was back when you had two GAs, one offensive and one defensive GA. Yeah, he was good. Good for him. Um, all right. So, it, when we were talking about guys who visited and have not yet have yet to make a decision, I think you were trying to say Markel Bell in addition to yes. Isaac Okwu and Shane Hooks. Mar- Markel Bell visiting, I think, Mississippi State this weekend, trekking to yes. Ole Miss next weekend or vice versa, and then going to make a decision after that. Um would be a, would be a good addition, right? I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna, you know, lose any neck hair over him choosing elsewhere. This kid is a probably a three year guy, right? Contributing in three years. I, yeah.
0: yeah, I think he's a two, two year at least project at minimum, right? Two year project at minimum to get himself into a college strength and conditioning program. Probably shed some bad weight, develop better technique be where you can get onto the field um, and be a contributor and, and really into that too deep. I think he's two years away from doing that. But the clay's there. You see the size, you see the frame, the power, all of that's there. The question is, can he get his body in the right kind of shape? And can he get his technique to the point where he's going to be? Colin, I you know this better than I do. I saw what I saw in pass pro I didn't love. That was the biggest issue to me as far as his backpedal goes. Um, I also – the leverage. I didn't love that either. He looked a little bit like a backbender, some. But yeah. once again, when you've got that kind of size and frame, you never want to turn that down. Specifically, in our offensive line room, where you could really use another young offensive tackle to groom, in addition to some of the young ones you brought in in this
1: class. And those things are coachable, by the way, uh, to an extent. You can't, you know, you can't create hip flexibility exactly, but the guy's got power, yeah. and there's a place for that always.
2: Um, let's see. Oh, I wanted to talk real quick about basketball. We had a new development there with basketball. Justin Hokuson, Auburn Lions. Justin Hokanson reported, I think it was on Tuesday, I believe it was yesterday, Auburn offers a junior college kid, uh, Chad Baker-Mazara. Mazara? Mazara. Yes. Mazara. Uh, so he, he's the three. He's a wing guy. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, that Tyron Lawrence left here. You know, everybody uh, thought everybody that mattered on Auburn's end thought he was going to commit within 24 to 48 hours. Certainly in three or four days after that, he uh, didn't. And so Auburn's still looking for that three in this class. They need a, an experienced impact three to finish off this roster. Man, they're so close to having a damn good roster. Yeah. I mean, unbelievably. Uh, the, the way Bruce Burrell has worked this transfer pool, got to have a three. Well, Tyron Lawrence still remains an option. He did not get an invite to the NBA Combine uh, after a solid first game of, of, of the G League, G League elite. Uh, it was kind of uh, good news, bad news for Auburn. Good news for Auburn is that he didn't get the NBA Combine invite. Bad news is Jani Broom did. <sighs> so now are you going to be looking for a five? It's, I don't think so.
0: And and Bruce, Bruce?
2: Touched. what do say, Jay? I just saw the
0: So Bruce touched on that to a degree, and I tend to agree. It's going to be really hard for Janai, I think, to get drafted. Now, look, he's made rapid improvement from the time he arrived on Auburn's campus until now, and I think he did himself a lot of favors by going to that G League Elite Combine and being able to show to pro scouts some of the many things that he can do. But to level up from a G League Elite camp to an NBA combine is a quantum leap. He's not on anybody's draft radar right now. Now let's see what he does. I think that they should be wrapping the combine up. Is it today, tomorrow?
2: May 17th. That's today. Or May maybe 17th, the 18th. 18th.
0: I think it's the 18th. I think they're wrapping no, no, it up. No, I think, for yeah, the 18th. It's um, we'll see what the projection is coming out of that. But unless he just played out of his mind, I think given his size, Um, as a five, he's going to have to play the four in the NBA. It just doesn't project overly well, and I think he would be better served to come back to college where he could continue to develop his game, make himself even more appealing to NBA scouts, as well as earn more money in in NIL than he can by going to an NBA G League on a two-way contract, and that's even if he gets drafted. So this is a situation that I think works. It's advantageous for Jani to get a full and comprehensive look from NBA teams so he can show them exactly what he can do and in turn get feedback from them that he can utilize in his game moving forward in college to show those facets of what he can do. This is what they wanted me to show them. This is what I can do. And I guarantee you Bruce will cater to that somewhat. He wants what's best for Janai sure. because what's best for Janai is also what's best for Auburn. If Janai has a fantastic year, guess what? Auburn's probably going to have a pretty damn good year too. So I think it works for both parties. And, yes, it's a little bit scary for some of the Auburn fans out there that are thinking, okay, this is going to create a massive hole at the five. I'm not so worried about that happening. I am more concerned about Tyron Lawrence, his communication with Memphis, mm. uh, and a couple of other teams. How seriously is he waiting that by comparison to committing to Auburn and openly ending this so that we can kind of move forward with our roster?
2: Uh, the NBA combine in Chicago is May 17th. And 18th, so it'll it'll be over on Thursday. Hopefully, know a lot more on both of these guys, right? I mean, yeah. I hope we know both on Jani and, and Tyron. Uh, make a decision, uh, and let's see what happens because a lot of a lot of potential for this team should they add that impact three. You add Tyron Lawrence, you've got a chance to have a pretty damn good season.
0: I think you're a second-weekend team in the the NCAA tournament, Jeffrey. I Mm -hmm. honestly believe that. I think you're a Sweet 16-type team if you can add Tyler Lawrence to this roster because it gives you two scores at your two and your three that you didn't have last year that shoot the three-pointer at an extremely efficient rate. Um, Both of them are above-average defenders, so you're not dropping off there from losing Al. Um, and you're seeing continued progress from Janai. And I think the overall team chemistry will be better just by adding those guys and maybe some of the attrition that occurred, you know, on the roster this past season.
2: And let's not sleep on this Baker Mazzara kid. I mean, he started his career out at San Diego State, had academic issues, went went JUCO. I think he's in Florida somewhere, North Florida maybe.
0: Northwest Florida. I think he's over there Northwest in high
2: school. yep Oh, yeah, sure he is, man. Look, this dude, according to Justin's story – let's see first of all uh 67190 so he's a prototypical wing maybe a little light but dude average 15 points per game shot 46% from threes 83% free throw shooter which tells me he's got a good stroke yep 48% from the field that means he's telling telling me he's he's hitting some very uh, a lot of high percentage shots And I thought Jay Phillips, our basketball guru at Auburn Live on 3, he said it best. I think it was uh, either on the corner or either on Twitter. But he said if if he's shooting 46% from 3, he's not shooting enough. Like, if you have that high percentage of shot, you need to be shooting more. I think it was
0: actually Jay Designs that said that.
2: Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, one of them. Those Jays, man, they're smart. But, I, I, shoot, I wouldn't sleep on this kid either, man. You need no. a score, You need a shooter. You need an impact guy. And, and they've
0: uh, had a, a good eye for town in the junior college leagues. He wouldn't be the first junior college guy that Bruce has brought in that's been very effective. You've had Javon McCormick, junior college point guard that came in that was fantastic for them. Malik Dunbar. Obviously, Malik did a really good job at Auburn. Um, and you've had, you've had a handful of other guys that have also come from the junior college ranks. Simeon Bowers, and, and I'm trying to think of the other one right now off the top of my head. But uh, some really effective recruits have come from the junior college ranks, so I don't want anybody to think that just because he's not coming from the portal that he can't come in and immediately be effective.
2: Well, seeing uh, what Bruce had said uh, about filling that, that, that three spot, if there's a wing out there that likes to score and likes to play with some freedom, uh, we've, got to play, we've got a place for him. Um, talked about Al and Wendell, but he said we're being patient. Um, we're exploring those options for, we're, we're, we've been patient. We've got a few guys that we're, we've been involved with, and I say there's still three or four guys still out there that we are actively involved in. I would say that's Tyron. I would say that's Mar, uh, uh, Baker Marada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there's some, I don't know if there's, I don't know if Julian Phillips would be one of those guys. I would think so, because I, I know they're at least, as Jay Head likes to say, kicking the tires on that. Um, so there's three and there's probably a guy that we don't know about kind of like this, uh, Baker guy coming out of nowhere. Uh, but I, I, I'm ready for this to be over with, to be honest with you. This, this basketball transfer portal, uh, look, tra- the, the the football transfer portal is one thing. Like last year, it felt like the transfer portal in basketball, Auburn, like opened and closed, opened and closed, yeah. done deal, done deal, done deal, done, dead period, whatever it was, it was over with, it was boom, 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 done. This year I mean dude, it's been going on since early April almost six, probably more than six weeks, and it's it I, I've had about had it <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man, but you're burning the
0: candle from both ends brother. I feel for you in college some days, man, because between portal recruiting, high school recruiting, and then you're also covering basketball. It is a brutal time of the year for you guys. You know what I mean? And then we're rolling right into June, and you know yeah. we got OVC season right around the corner.
2: Mm-mm-mm. Got camps in June, Big Cat in July. Um, let's see. Uh, let's let's get to a new segment. We're going to start here on the Recruiting hill, especially during the summer months, man. This will give us a lot of good stuff uh, to talk about. This will answer a lot of things that people want us to talk about. Uh, we're going to call it Questions from the Corner. We're going to make a post each Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on the week. We're going to have a, put a post on the corner. And if you got a question, post it on there. We'll try to answer it on here. We've got 15. Well, here's what we're going to try to do. we got 15 questions loaded. Zach, we're going to blame it on Zach if they're not any good. Zach, this week has made, made the picks. I, I think from now on, folks, we might go five each. We'll pick five the morning of the, the recording. And we'll claim them, so we won't pick the same one. And then we each get about sixty seconds to answer that question. That'll be about fifteen, twenty minutes uh, of uh, of the postman.
0: Whew. man! You know I'd love to hear myself talk, Jeffy. I don't know if you want me to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all right, we're going to start off. I'm going to uh, let me get uh, let me get the Q one. Who's Q one? Let's see. Steady Dividend. No, that's twelve. Oh uh, shoot! Where do those people go, Zach? I'm looking for it. It's I uh,
0: think we can give him credit for it when we uh when you put the when you put it up tonight.
2: When oh here we go. go. Na- Na- I yeah. it. Nash-, yeah, Nash-, Tiger Nash Tiger fourteen. Here we go. Nash Tiger fourteen wants to know is the Juco OT that's a good question. Markel Bell, we talked about him earlier. Nash Tiger fourteen wants to know is the Juco OT still a take since he did not come in after his visit. Yes. I mean as far as I know, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. He just wants to take a couple of more visits. Like I said, he's going to Ole Miss, Mississippi or Mississippi State, then Ole Miss. Uh, two programs in the state that probably would be the biggest competition for Auburn. I think Mississippi State has a prediction somewhere. Jay, head, you want to finish this one?
0: Yeah, it's just hard to pull a kid out of Mississippi. So know mm-hmm. that you got to fight on your hands. Uh, he's juice is worth the squeeze there, as far as I'm, you know, as far as that goes. But I don't think we can bank on anything there.
1: I agree. I agree. Cole, you want to jump in here, man? Yeah, yeah definitely still a take. I mean, no doubt there. Um, I'm losing confidence on it. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because he didn't commit after his visit. I I think Mississippi guy, you know, maybe he sees a better path to playing time at one of those Mississippi schools. Probably Mississippi State, if we're being honest. I hear you. I
2: would not argue with you. Uh, Let's see. Question number two comes from Eli Double Lot. Uh, Oh, good job, Jack. I like that. What are the three most likely high school commitments Uh, moving forward? That's a good question. If anybody, you know, uh, let's see. DJ Barber.
1: Up? I just put out an article on oh, this. Oh, there last you go. Night. My sure 3, I put three high school guys in there and two transfers. Yes, you so did. My 3 would be DJ Barber. Yep. Joe Phillips is still on there for me. He's been on mm-hmm. there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um but I got to leave him on there. I don't see why to take him off at this point. And the uh, interesting one to me and I had to put him in there. Kinsley Fauston. Uh, you know, I've talked to him a couple times now. I, I've gotten some some word on him from Auburn side of things. They really like him, and he really likes them. He's and, a DB. Uh, yeah, for DB me. from Naples, Florida. He is a four star. Okay. Um, interesting guy there. He's smaller. I think he's a safety, but can kind of move around and play some things. He's got some good speed. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's maybe somebody to watch for Auburn. Have you Middle talked to Florida. him? For- yeah, a couple times. Okay, I haven't. I need to. I need to touch base with him
2: because that's almost foreign to me. I, I don't know where I've missed on him.
1: Yeah, he it is. Uh, it kind of came out of the blue to okay. me as well. Um, I called him. You know, I, I was told. You know, look, this is a guy we really like right now. So I gave him a call, and everything checked out as far as that went. I thought he was uh, somebody that could be wrapping it up pretty soon with his June officials. He's got UCF. I think he wants to take one to A and M, maybe Miami. Um, and Auburn, so there you go. Okay, Joe Phillips, DJ
2: Barber, and Kinsley Faustin, You want to add anybody, Jay Head? The only one I'll swap
0: his last one for Christian Peterson. Yeah, I thought he Westlake in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, that's the, That's the one I'm waiting on. But the other two, I wholeheartedly agree with you on. And look, Joseph Phillips has gone from a guy that was unranked, that me and you loved his tape on, to yeah. an all-out blue chip battle. If you see who's looking to to pick him up, it's. It's Auburn, Georgia, Clemson, Tennessee, and LSU. Is that right, or is it Florida State?
1: Um, It's – who is this top five? Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, Auburn. Who was the? Was it Bama? Was it Bama?
0: I don't think it's Bama. I think it's LSU.
1: I'll, keep, I'll tell you. Keep going.
2: All right. All right. All right, Eli, double lot. Good stuff. And we William Cutting. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill wants to know something. What, what grade would you give Hugh Freeze and his staff so far? Um, overall, let's say overall. Also, has Hugh Freeze surpassed your expectations with how he managed the roster this offseason? Jay hit.
0: Yes and yes. Um, grade so far, i got to give him an, an A-. minus. Uh, he really has surpassed what I thought he was going to be capable of doing. I think when I set my expectations for this recruiting class – I said, can we get inside the top 25 from a high school standpoint? We got inside the top 20. I think when I said, but portal class, can we land 15 guys? He's already at 18, and they're Mm. still going. So, yes, from a talent acquisition standpoint, he has absolutely exceeded my expectations. He's done exactly what I thought he would do from an off-the-field standpoint as far as the cohesion and the commitment to excellence and success and kind of streamlining things, getting our boosters all on the same page. So all that's been handled. Uh, And I really like Mm -hmm. the direction, the focus, and the way he's put the staff together. So, A-minus just because I haven't seen a five-star commitment just yet, and that's not him. That's just, I mean, he hasn't had time to do it, but he's getting as high marks for me as I think is humanly possible at this point within the realm of reasonable expectation.
2: I'm going to take it a step further, man. I I think what he's done in the transfer portal by getting Jaden Muskrat, by getting Jalen McLeod, By getting these guys, by getting Peyton freaking Thorne, I don't know how much better you uh, – in the high school recruiting, but I'm judging him on this roster, this 2023 roster, dude, A plus for me. I don't know – I mean, you would have to be nitpicky as hell to find anything he's done wrong or any lack thereof of, of a position to add. I think what he's done in this transfer portal has been phenomenal. I mean Jaden Musker. I never I, I was like, How are you gonna get this kid from Arkansas? Um, you know, sneaking in Peyton Thorne. Could have had Casey Thompson if he wanted him. I yeah, I just think
1: getting could've, getting could have had Grayson McCall, probably. Could <laughs> oh, have Grayson. Yeah, had Grayson yeah, should have had Grayson. McCall.
2: Reed. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I I just think what he's done in the portal going back to December with the with the over overhaul of the offensive line with the with the wide receivers that he's brought in. Uh, with the quarterback, the running back, the linebackers, man. I I just – defensive line, Justin Rogers, you know, from Nebraska, Masili, Nikili, Kitty,
0: Kitty or whatever his name is. There we go.
2: I I, I think he's hit it out of the park. I'm sorry I'm talking too long. But, anyway, I would give him an A-plus when it comes to transfer portal, William, William, and uh, I think he's been phenomenal. Definitely surpassed my expectations.
1: I, Cole, I, I you, you know, I mean, that was the guy I, I said from the beginning I wanted. I, I'm gonna keep saying that. I'm gonna keep hammering that home until he loses a bunch of games, and I'll say I didn't want him. But yeah, no, hey, I'm just you're a Robert fan. There you go. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, he was the guy. He was the guy that I thought was the best from the from the get go. Um, and and one of the reasons was because of his recruiting and what he was able to accomplish, even at Liberty with the transfer portal. I've I dug into that a little bit and thought it was impressive. So, yeah, man. I, I think expectations are about where I thought they would be, but as far as a grade, I'm right there with you, Jeffrey. I think I'd go A to A-plus, somewhere in that range.
0: Right. The only thing that keeps me from going A-plus is yeah, it not The landing, high school recruiting? Well, no, not landing a Keon Coleman type okay. as, as an outside wide receiver. I hear you. I, if I, you do that, that, that's A-plus for me because that's that's an A-number one. Now, I think you've got it what could be an A-number one on your roster and Cam Coleman, is that Cam Coleman? Excuse me, and Cam Brown, but he's yes. got to show it on the field first. That's a yeah, lot of projection on my on my part. If he'd have gone out and gotten one of those guys, yeah, that's a, that's an A plus for me, and that's the really only knock as it goes to transfer portal recruiting. But Hugh Freeze is just a fit at Auburn, right? There are certain coaches right. that fit at certain places. Hugh Freeze is a fit at Auburn. He's showing that in how he's attacked recruiting. He's showing yeah. that in how he interacts with the fan base, how he interacts with the boosters. You know the the candor with which he handles the media and how open he is with them as far as, you know, his expectations for the team in certain positions. So it's just you know all pluses around there. Like I said, the only thing from a talent acquisition standpoint is just not that a number one wide receiver, and that's really it. Everything else he's hit on every other need.
1: Period. And and I can understand being a little bit nitpicky about high school recruiting right now, being only that you have five commitments and. I know some of your rivals have a lot more, and struggling. It seems to be a struggle with some of these top guys. But I almost give just the smallest little pass to that because, and I don't, I don't really give a lot of passes in that regard. But for this, because we know the NIL is focused on the transfer portal right now. Until you can close the door on that, that's when you can finally take your entire NIL market and go. High school, let's get on it with this. We've made our relationships now. let's start making these deals because that's the focus had to be transfer portal first. It had to be. you did not have a choice oh for sure and and that
0: bleeds into the next question, and we're gonna to get to that here right now. um and I will say this. yeah go ahead um, then, oh. well, I also think that this staff, because of their newness has been re-racking their board somewhat in high school some. And so I think they haven't gone all in. Yeah. I think they could have had some commitments that they've chosen not to take at this point. Sure, sure. So those numbers could be inflated somewhat, and I know some teams have done that. Hugh Freeze has decided not to do that, and I think you're going to start to see that push starting. Now, like you said, now that the transfer portal is wrapping up, uh, evaluation season has stopped pretty much with the high school aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now Juno V season is rolling in. I think you're going to start to see that number elevate. But mm-hmm. go ahead,
2: Jeffrey. O-Contest. Let's see what o has got to say about it.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: Oh, this is a good question too. Now, where's the floor? After these spring portal editions, where's the floor for this team? Um I'll 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 get it started. We all thought the we all thought six wins with Robbie. Yep. yep. I think Jay had and I both agree that it's at least one now better than with, with Peyton. Yes. And I really think that's the floor for me. Like, seven. I think, yeah.
1: Me too. I, look, I, I
2: don't think that's the ceiling. I think that's, man, I, I I really expect Auburn to win seven games. I do too.
0: Yeah. Floor for me is still six because I'm going to create oh, yeah. an ar- a gonna...
2: I wouldn't argue on, with you on right.
0: that. Where is, all right, so pre-Hugh Freeze, what was the floor? Three games? Two games? Oh, man. I mean, oh, I'm it. being honest. The roster was that bad, and I'm not trying to make hyperbolic statements just because this is an Auburn podcast. I'm being, I'm being real before Cause Think about the number of starters that we've added in the pool or at yep. least two deep contributors yep. of your 18. I mean, I think 15 of those are two deep contributors, probably 16 yep. of those are two deep contributors at least maybe all 18. That's how bad your roster was. Yeah. So I think the floor is six and then you have, three winnable, losable games that are going to make or break your season. So I'm taking Mississippi State, Vanderbilt as wins, all of your non-conference games as wins. And then it's up to can you beat A&M, can you beat Ole Miss, can you beat Arkansas. I don't see us coming off the Georgia game, going into Red Stick, being able to beat LSU. That's just going to be too hard of a game. You're going to be too beat up to do that. I don't see us having the talent that Georgia has right now, and I don't see us having the talent that Alabama does. So that gets you to nine and three. That's your ceiling to me. Yeah, no,
1: completely agree. Your
0: four is nine and six. Your ceiling is nine and three. None of that is doable without the talent that we've acquired this offseason.
2: It's wins
1: six to nine. Yep. Regular season should I add. Yes, six Regular to nine. Season. Four uh, seven ceiling nine. That's me. That's I, I'll go with Jay Head
2: on that. I, I can see Auburn. Six and nine. I, I could see six to nine. I, I, I'm on. I, I'll go with. I'll go six. This the, is the is the floor and nine being the. Right. Field. Every
0: time I want to lock us in a seven, I think about Chiswick. But I ain't going to argue
2: with you, Cole. I mean, yeah. that's...
0: I think about Chiswick blowing that game in Kentucky that we had no business losing, and I just think, man, that that could happen. All we could we could definitely lose a game we have no business losing in the newness of. Transition that is a first year coaching staff.
1: So not to drag it out, but is there a chance that you you win a game you have no business winning? Is absolutely, there
0: is. That and that's why I'm saying it's it's six to nine, man. I, and you know I can see it going one of two ways. I think you could absolutely upset a And M in sure. a And
2: M. Sure. I don't expect Auburn to win less than six. I don't expect them to win more than nine. Uh, Bow and arrow. Is Auburn hoping to add another – this is a good basketball recruiting question. Is Auburn hoping to add another 24 guard uh, with LeBaron Phylon moving on? And is there any – or are there any names to be keeping up with in the 24 class outside of Florida Bandunga? Uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I think I wrote in the hope scoops not too long ago, man, and and I think we've heard Bruce Pearl since then come out and say it, dude. He's not going to be signing large high school classes anymore. It has, it has backfired on him. You saw him mention it um, to Justin earlier this week in Birmingham, I think he was. But uh, I, I still – who do you have uh, – got Tahad Pettiford uh, committed in that 2024 class. He is the lone commitment now that Peyton Marshall's gone and LeBaron Phylon. But, yes, Auburn's going to continue to, to recruit Phylon. Uh, but I would say uh, yes to another guard in that class. I think they're going to – the class is so good. And they're recruiting a lot of guys like uh, Dylan Harper, like Cam Scott. Uh, there's a lot of really good one and one through threes, one and twos specifically in this 2024 class, high school class. Uh, so yes, I, I would expect Auburn. I'll check on that, but I, I would expect Auburn to try to add another guard. But I don't expect it to be a. I think maybe two a class of two to three. Like if you can get another guard, get him. If you can get Flory by Dunkle, get him. But a lot of Auburn moving forward is going to be experienced guys from the transfer portal. It's just how it is, man. Welcome to the new age of Bruce Ball. Um, all right, let's keep it going there. Bo, good stuff, though, Bo. Uh, Bobby Sweatpants, fantastic week of posting for, for a little sweaty. Uh, who was off the pine after Marcus? This is a good spot, man. A good question. Mm-hmm. You got Marcus Harris starting at the defensive end spot. Who do you have coming in for him? I mean, this is a
1: football question. I know Bobby struggles to read sometimes. But
2: <laughs> Cole,
0: go ahead. I'll let you go first and then I got my thoughts. I
1: I think it's Messiah Nasili Kite or Kite. I I'm yeah. gonna go with Kite until he tells me wrong. Okay. Uh, I thought he was an inside guy. He's a lot. He can do it all, okay. I think. I, I think he could play the three or four eye, and then I think he can play the five, which is the strong side end. Um so I would say him, but I'm gonna tell you again, Deron Reed Oh, that guy comes in. That's a great fit for him. That and is he, a
2: perfect spot
1: for him. And if you want, and if you want, Messiah to slide down, and you want them both in the game, maybe a little more pass rush there from your interior. Put Deron Reed at the five and, and slide Messiah down there. So, I really think Deron Reed's going to have some say there. But I, I think, I mean, obviously Messiah will be the guy ahead of him.
0: So to me, the question really depends on who's your starting defensive tackle. Is it going to be Jason Jones? Um, is it going to be Messiah um, Nassila-Kite? You know, I, I don't know. I've seen them play with two different fronts. They've got a heavy front. And they've got a lighter front. So it really depends on who, to me, starts at that four eye, starts at that three. Um, but right now, I'm with you, Cole. I think Messiah uh, could definitely be a backup at the five uh, slash the four eye because they're going to make that situation, they're going to make that position versatile as well um Bobby Travis is somebody that you need to pay attention oh, yeah. to because he's coming in from junior college, got a lot of yeah. game experience. And then I agree with you on Deron Payne and I'll let me add Keldrick fault to that discussion mm-hmm. as well. I think Keldrick has the positional versatility to also play that position uh and the size as well. I mean, he's already 275. Mm-hmm.
2: So both I thought, you, I thought the, he
1: was a better fit there than he was at the uh I think so too. Now now let me ask you if you get another edge guy, let's say you know, Ukwu or Sings, if you get one of those guys to add to McLeod and McAllister, do you feel more comfortable putting Keldrick Falk down there? And then he can really kind of play into that and and grow into that position instead of having to play Jack?
0: Unless he's just so much better. Now, my guess is they'll probably at the very beginning of fall practice, they'll play him at both spots just to kind of see where he fits best. And then contingent on what your depth is like. I mean, if he's superior to everybody else that you've got at that position, I don't think he will be. But he could; yeah. he could be significantly better than I'm giving him credit for. Then you don't move him. But ultimately, you're right. His body's just going to drive him to move over to that other position. I think he it sure. significantly better. But in the year one, where you still got a lot of square pegs and round holes, I think there's the possibility he could stay at the uh, at the jack spot.
2: Let me get something to keep an eye on. Oh, Steve mm-hmm. Sawbone, good poster here. Given some theoretical limit to the staff's bandwidth and ov limitations, how do you think Auburn should approach what recruits they pursue? Wow. Man, I'm going to read that three, or four more times.
0: Given I got some it.
2: Some theoretical. <laughs> li- you got to take it, Jay. Head. I have no. I'd have to read that more than that.
0: So we, I assume he's talking about basically the coaches' staff being very thorough in who they bring in for ov. Since they just passed the new ov rule for high school recruits, being able to take unlimited official visits. So who's going to be the hand-raised guy, right? Who's going to say, hey, he's really not that interested in us. He's just trying to come in for a visit. I think that falls on your director of player personnel. He's got to be that voice of reason in the room. He's somebody that's got to say, look, we're really in pole position here. I think it's worth us to bring it in. Or, hey, coach, I think that we're better served to put our assets otherwise. Because, look, these coaches are all alpha dogs, right? They all think they're going to be able to land their guy. None of them want to be told, like, hey, man, don't bring this guy in for a visit because you can't close it. But somebody's got to be that strong that strong voice of reason in the room. I think that's going to fall on them as well as, uh, is it John Miller, the chief of staff?
2: Sounds is that right. who that
0: is. I think he's also going, probably going to be the voice of reason uh, to make sure that these guys understand, you know, we, yes, they're a great player, but. We, you know, we don't want to be taken for a ride here. We still have to be judicious for this. Even though it looks like they're going to be increasing the number of official visits to 70 from 56, you still have to be thoughtful with how you utilize that, and you don't want to be wasteful, specifically with the portal looming. And you know you're going to want to tap into the portal again next year, so you've got to be considerate of that.
2: I, I do I do not think official visits – I think there are a couple of people in the corner kind of worried about the numbers there, and th- don't worry about that. As Jay has said, I was told again last night by a general manager – Uh, of a college team that they're going to go 70-something is what he says. In the 70s is what I was told. So I don't think uh, official business is a concern as it was last year. Auburn's got six to carry over. I don't know if they'd be able to carry over any. I think they got 14 more once the new staff came in. So Mm -hmm. official visit number is not a a problem. Um, uh, So I I don't expect that to be, oh, my gosh, we don't have, you know, a a room to bring him in. So I wouldn't worry about that. Steady Dividends wants to know, do you think the roster we're building – but 2023 is better than 2019, which won nine games. No. I don't think so either. I'm going to say – I'm not even looking at it. Two words.
1: uh, Two words to why it's not.
0: Derek Brown.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Number five. Yeah, he was the
0: number seven pick in the NFL draft. You don't have anybody with that top end on your roster right now.
1: He was – I mean – what he took that defense to a, a whole another level, right? Yeah, a place that there's not a guy on Auburn's defense right now, in my opinion, that can do that. I love DJ James, but you know, does he take it up a level like Derek Brown did? I don't think so. I think it starts in the front, and and there's just not a guy that stands out like that that can just you know the guy that Jeffrey likes that just that monster D tackle in there. There's just not a monster guy monster like D. That. I mean, Derek but, Brown was worth a win or two by himself in
0: this. Yes. Game. Not just him, but Noah Igbonogney, who was a lockdown yep. first round corner. You also had Marlon Davidson who was on that team yeah. second round defensive end. Zacoby. Yeah, Zacoby McLean was on that defense. Do we have anybody and, and besides DJ that you think is going to get drafted right now off this defense in the first three rounds? No. Maybe the nose tackle from Kentucky.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. I'll give you that. Nebraska.
0: Nebraska.
1: All right. Yeah. Maybe
0: Rodgers. But that's it. And so it's just while I think we've got good depth, I don't think we have that front end talent like you're talking about, Cole.
1: Now, I will say, um, offensively, there might be a little bit more to work with than what Bo Nix had to work with in 2019. Uh, especially, with, maybe even with the offensive line. I think the offensive line could be better. I think that's where your upgrade is.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah wide receiver because you had Schwartz and you had Seth. I think I'd yeah. be hard pressed to say you're going to do better than that on the outside. Yep. You had Tank in the
1: backfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you didn't.
0: You didn't have Tank in the backfield. You I was going to say who body. was
1: it? Booby Whitlow. Oh, it was. Uh, oh yeah, Ruby. it was Whitlow.
0: So I would say what? that our current backfield is an upgrade from Booby. No offense okay. to him.
1: Oh, it's okay. a huge upgrade as a whole. From a, <laughs> No, I mean, he was okay, but Cam yeah. Martin was a backup, and he didn't really bring a whole lot. I mean, so we we think Damari Austin can bring a lot. We think Brian Battee has shown he can bring a lot. Those are your backups.
0: Yeah, and you know what Jarvis Hunter can do.
1: Right. And in my opinion, he is
0: potentially a top three-round pick, potentially, if he shows oh, yeah, what he can do
1: this year. He's that kind of he's that kind of rare athlete, I think. So. Oh, let's see, uh, J. Dot Designs. If you could pick any one
2: uncommitted prospect in the class for Auburn to land, who would it be? Uncommitted prospect, uh, probably Joe Phillips.
0: Joe Phillips yeah. or Cam
2: Coleman? It's one of those two. There you go. Uh, yeah, defense yeah. would be Joe. Joe Phillips. Offense would be Cam Coleman. Yeah, we're all alike there. Okay, keeping along, keeping along. Oh, all but CLB, give us a rundown on how coaching staff has handled the spring evaluation period. Now they've handled it just like everybody else has, except I think the Hugh Freeze and the coordinators have been a lot more involved in the transfer portal. Um, whereas you're sending all the coaches out. Uh, ben Agamaya has been all over this place. Uh, Carnell Williams, Zach Atheridge, all Marcus Davis, all the Jeremy Garrett, all those young guys have been everywhere. Um, uh, as far as hitting the road and eval. You've seen a lot of new offers go out. You've seen a lot of new 2025 and 2026 offers go out. That's because Halpern has got some eyes on them. They uh, have boots on the ground, eyes on the pockets. Uh, who has the staff moved on from, and who are some of the new offers for 2023? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he means 24, but yeah. Yeah. I really haven't seen any new 2023 off I mean, 2024 offers.
1: We've seen some 2025 and 2026. You could, I guess, you could count Reese Baker from Madison Academy. Reese Baker. Okay. Um, Cam Pruitt from Theodore. Theodore. Theodore, yeah, down my way. Those are a couple of in-state guys, which always you know raise your eyebrows a little bit when they get the offers. So those two are are pretty important offers, I would say. Um, and some other, there's some others trickled out. Our guy AU Mike BK on the board. He he gives us the rundown every month. Like here's the new offers. That is awesome to me. I love that. I use that as a reference. I'm not even gonna lie. I will absolutely use that as, as a reference. I hear you. Go check out his post because he's got to run a running, you know, yep. post on that. But he, he those are some of the job. notable ones right now because they're in state. He's actually on my Hibachi list this week. There you go. And
0: right. I think we won't know who's truly fallen off the board until you start to see how this staff prioritizes June and who are the, who they bring in and what weeks, who they bring in for camps, all that other good stuff. I think that's going to be the truer story, unless Jeffrey or you get, Cole, get tipped and say, hey, we really aren't.
2: I think this yeah. was before the eval period, but we know Jaquan McCray. Uh, yes, that's
1: Clay,
2: Clay yeah. Chalkwell is no longer on Auburn's radar. Uh, Mario Kraber is. I think
0: he's on the radar. It just, you know, I mean, we, we don't really know where he stands right now.
2: Right. Okay. Hey, good stuff, man. I uh, appreciate you, CLB. Oh, Tiger Pro 2 8 how would you rank the staff as recruiters from top to bottom against each other? And then Ooh. on a one to, ten, 1 to 10 scale, 10 being best, what would you give the staff as a whole? You know what? Such a small sample size for these guys, right?
0: Yeah. give us Because it would be
2: unfair because I wouldn't have great grades for them right now because there's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of proof of concept. Mm. I, don't know what that, I don't even know if I use yeah. that the right way, but <laughs> I think you did. Did I? You know, not think
0: he's going to stuff Cole in the locker? We'll be right yeah, there. man.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I'll just say this. Uh, as, as impressed as I have been with the transfer portal, not crazy about the uh, – I'm not very impressed with the high school class, but what do you expect? These guys haven't played the snap. So yeah. they're doing the best they can. Of course, they didn't hadn't played the snap back in December. They closed pretty strong, but mostly with the transfer portal. They, put, they got the three guys. Um the way they closed it in the 2023 class with Kay and Lee, with Keldrick Falk, with uh, who's the other one they flipped? Oh, not Connor Lou. So you got all this momentum, and you're thinking, man, this 2024 class, here we go, here we go, here we go, and it was like, eh. Walker well, White, yay! Eh. And then you know, it's just been, you know, Fat Burnett, yeah. Not, not, a, lot of, not you, a lot Ryan, of momentum.
1: I ask you this question real quick. Look, look back to Harson's last year. Last year. Um. As far as stars go, you had guys like Adam Hopkins, Ashley Williams that committed. Yeah. Uh, they were four stars at the time. But did they struggle more with portal recruiting, that staff? Hell yes. Right. Okay. Now, my point to that is this staff has absolutely killed it in the portal, which was seemed to be a pretty big hurdle for that last staff. Does that mean when they get to focus wholly on this uh, high school class that they're going to have some more success? I think it does. Uh, You know, we'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, I don't have a clear answer on it yet, but I really think when that momentum and and everything gets shifted back to the high school, you might see some, you know, a big progression there. I really do think that could happen.
0: And I can't see, we can't utilize on three as a reference point because they didn't have transfer rankings last year. Yeah, right. But the last year's staff, from when transfer portal recruiting started last December all the way up until August when they picked up their last commitment, I think it was the transfer tackle from Memphis uh, oh, yeah. or Marcus Morris. Bragg from Western Kentucky. It was Bragg Marcus. was
1: the last, I think. But yeah, yeah
0: they, I mean. they got 11 guys. It's May. This staff already has 18 players in the boat. By one recruiting <laughs> yeah. service, that last year's class didn't have any four stars. That same recruiting service says this class has 10 four stars and Jalen McLeod isn't even ranked yet. That tells you all you need to know about how they do in portal recruiting, in my opinion.
1: Well, not to mention, if if you looked at the portal last year, and Auburn offers a guy, okay, that just hit the portal, and then he starts getting some of those bigger offers, Ole Miss, Missouri, Cal, you go, well, count that one out. That's not Move happening. Move on to the <laughs> next. Yeah, you're right. I mean, really, that's how we did it. Hey, all those big offers come in? Nah, it's not happening. And that's got to be what it's like to cover, like, um, like North Texas. It used to be
2: like South Carolina recruiting. It's like, oh, well, Auburn and Alabama both have offered this guy. So, you know, know, South Carolina's in there with the big dogs now. Uh, But I I hear you on that. Uh, All right, let's go. Tiger Rag 229. Uh, Who are our top O-line D-line targets for 2024? I'm looking through the (laughs) offer list. I'll just I'll just throw you some names out there: Ethan Callaway, Ca- uh, Daniel Calhoun. Um, uh, we know uh, who's the Casey Poe. No, yes. I'm, I'm thinking offensive line at this
1: point. Casey he might Poe be number one for O line actually.
2: Um, let's see, Jonathan Daniels. We mentioned him. Daniel Calhoun. And, and some of these guys have visited. Some of them plan to. Ethan Ethan Callaway has visited. Flet- Fletcher Westfall. Yes. Uh, Reese Baker, uh, yes. in state guy. Kevin Haywood. I think. Uh, oh You yes. had a story on Kevin Haywood. From a from definitely Pennsylvania. Yeah. Definitely keep track of him. Yes. Definitely keep track of him. Chase Malamala, I don't uh from uh I think North Palm, yeah, Florida. Reese yeah. Baker, uh interior offense line, we mentioned Casey Poe. Caleb Holmes is another guy.
0: Yes, Let's yeah, see, I've, I've been told watch that one for sure.
2: Uh I'll see Caleb Holmes, Jamison Riggs, that
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean he's, I'm just saying does Albert have a chance with him. Uh John Wayne Oliver is another cat. Um, but uh, those are some of the uh, offensive line. Defensive line, we're looking at, like, Justin Green type guys. Yes. Yeah,
1: definitely Justin Green. You know, Beeman's still in there. I, I'm not – Jeremiah Beeman. Right. Sure. He's a top target. anybody sure. to count him out by, by any means, just
2: that, you know, it'll be tough. Justin Green, Jeremiah Beeman, T.A. Cunningham. I'm just uh, – Jeffrey Rush – no, he's an old Miss guy. I'm just look, trying to uh, throw out some familiar names. Kamari so, uh, Franklin. Yeah, Mark Franklin, for sure, absolutely. Yep. Number Hibler. one player in Mississippi. Uh, Terrence Hibbler, there you go, Cole. And
1: yep. um, L.J. McCray is another one. Would you put Malik Blockton in there? He, he absolutely. absolutely. Yes, okay, I okay. would, for sure. Malik, Jeremy, no I went to see Malik yesterday, actually. Did he really?
2: Okay. Uh, let's see, Isaiah Fega. he committed to Utah. He was at one
1: point, uh, Lincoln-Auburn. I got Auburn.
0: three others for you. Michael okay. Burrow or Bobo. Oh, it's uh, actually
1: it's actually Mackay. Mackay? I okay. had to yeah.
0: Sean Silivano Jr. Okay. Pay attention to that one for sure. And then who's your guy from South Carolina, uh, Cole?
1: Marcus Downs.
0: Marcus Downs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those are definitely three to pay attention to, along with Malik Blockton, yeah. um and a couple of guys from Mississippi and Terrence Hibbler and the uh the aforementioned God, I just said his name. Franklin, come here, come here,
2: yeah, uh, Let's see here, oh Ranger, Here's my boy Ranger, he's he's the one I was missing. Ranger three sixty one. He <laughs> wants to know it, it is third and seven, and we are on defense. I like, it. I love this already. The App State transfer will attack one offensive of tackle. <laughs> Who will rush from the other side. Falk Denod? Bandy transfer, Riley, another portal addition. So you've got Jalen McLeod. Mm-hmm. Who's on the other side on the passing down? Rush, rushing two. Hmm. Uh, Keldrick Falk. Uh, Wilkie Denod. Is no. Elijah McAllister. Cam Riley. Cam Riley?
0: All right. So this is actually an interesting point because I do think with the latest addition of Nixon that Riley is going to get a shot some. Some more at Jack. So would you put two Jacks in the game to make him a pass rusher? I don't know, but I do think he's going to get some some looks out there because that's a weak side linebacker position that started to fill up some. Uh, so he could be definitely a potential that you could see out there. But I'm probably going to say my main man for Montgomery is still going to be the other person out there.
2: Marcus. Marcus.
0: Yeah. I oh think yeah. He's still I, yeah. Going to be- I think it's still going to be Marcus, but if you are in a sub package, let's go Keldrick Falk. I think he's got the most natural task, pass rush ability. If he continues to develop, yeah, I could absolutely see him out there on pass rushing
2: downs.
1: Sure. Right,
2: good. I stuff. could see.
0: I could see the
1: silly kite too. Yeah, and, and I could see Deron Reed when he gets in there. And and to me, Quintrell Travis is the biggest mystery of everybody. That guy's a mystery to me. I don't know much about him. I've seen his Juco film I thought was decent. Thought was some plays are pretty good. But I think he can do a little bit of everything. So We'll see. I don't know. I, I really don't know how to break him down fully, if I'm being honest.
2: Alright, on all twenty two, double dues. Is Cam Coleman's decision gonna go all the way to signing day? Probably so, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah I'd be shocked
2: so. if it doesn't. Or close uh, to it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be gone.
1: Is that the last one, Zach? There's a There's a long one in the chat, he couldn't get I got you big dog. I got you right here.
2: Question number 15 comes from Zuni. talking about high school recruiting. y'all think Auburn gave up recruiting for high school by focusing on the portal. It's been a while since the last news on the high school recruiting. No, absolutely not. I think it was uh that
1: that goes along with what I've been saying for a lot of the show. I don't think they gave it up by any means. It's just that the point I wanted to make was that NIL was more focused on the portal. While the coaches are doing their work with the high school, NIL had to be focused on the portal. They didn't have a choice. So now you get it all back together with high school and and watch out. They've had some success here with the portal. I think they can do the same.
0: And I I think this is the slow part of the year anyway for the recruiting calendar, for high school recruiting. This is... This is the evaluation part of things, and I think our coverage here has been more dictated or, or predicated on portal coverage because that's where the most of the commitments were going to be coming from. We knew that's where the focus of the staff was going to be, but I think these guys are working extremely hard on high school recruiting. I think they're out, they going all over the place, um, meeting with new high school coaches, meeting with prospects themselves, seeing what the capabilities are, re-racking their board. So it's a lot of just the dry stuff that you don't see. It's the behind-the-scenes work that's being put in right now relationships, networking's being done. And I think they're laying the foothold for a very busy June. I mean, I think we can already see that with June 16th. It looks like it's going to be an absolutely massive weekend already. My guess is you're going to see those other weekends start to flesh out some and more official visits being announced. But I I fully believe this staff is doing good work in high school recruiting. But the, you know, the coverage that we've had and the highlights have all been through the portal to this point. That's just kind of how it's gone.
1: Yeah. I agree. They're definitely getting after it with with high school recruiting too. But like I'm saying, when you get it all together, you got to close the door on the portal first. And it ain't closed yet, by the way. Um, Because when you get done with the portal, you don't have to watch it anymore. You're done with it. That's the good thing about it. But while it's open, it takes a lot of resources.
0: There you go.
2: All right. Good stuff, man. We appreciate the, uh, all the questions. We got any how about you this week.
0: Yeah. All right. This person's not on the board, but I want to how about you. The Auburn recruiting social media team for that yeah. bad-ass video that they put up. Good on them, man. We've come a long way from the day of the flying jersey. I'll just say that.
2: <laughs> oh, that was awful.
0: <laughs> but, oh, yeah. no, I, I, I really thought that their work lately has been on point. Um just wanted to, to mention that, and then I want to, in that vein, I want to mention Johnny Knox 07 for yet another mm-hmm. hilarious meme that he put up on the board the other day. Uh, yep. Dude, you are just on fire.
1: He just, he just contributes week after week, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, he does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cole Piston.
1: I got, I got five and a non-board one. Okay. So. E-Moss. Eric Moss, I think he calls in as oh, yeah. Eric Moss. E-Moss he is. on board. Got Coochie Rabbit again. I'm Coochie. That's that's, that's my guy, man. He's I love just, me some Coochie. The Planesman. That is the Space Plainsman. Uh, Jeremy A U B dot C F C. You got that, Jeffrey. <laughs> dot C F C. Okay. And then uh, the Wolf. The
2: Wolf.
1: And then my non is, is, is this right here. Got a new hat.
2: Pure outdoors.
1: Okay. Pure outdoors. Uh, Good buddy of mine, former teammate of mine in college, David Monroe and his wife, starting up a little, little deal. Cool. So I want to give them a little shout. I like the uh, logo. They got several logos. This is the, I guess, the pompano fish. Yeah. There. Okay. There I like it.
2: I got uh, I got I got about uh, I got a, I got a double digit list. I got you. A, how, how about you to BAA? <laughs> That's his name B A A. Yeah. Uh, how about you to uh, Tiger Pro Two A? I think he had a question as well. I'm going to give it about How about you to him? How about you to Cannabis Culture? How about oh, you to Albert Mike B K?
1: Oh yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, give him times two. Jeffrey. All right, times two Albert Mike B K. How about, how about you to Jay Davis, five? Mm-hmm. How about you to the Plainsman, times two? Yep. How about you to Danny Archer? There you oh, go. Yeah. How about you to Cool Bell with a K? Yeah. How about you to Freezer Burnt? How about you to Arb- Auburn Dude? Aubie Dude, excuse me, Aubie Dude. How about you to Aubie Dude? How about you to R-U-Up-State-S-C? <laughs> I like that. I like that. How about you to Cuthy? Not Kathy, but Cuthy. How about you to Tiger Paul 63? How about you to Warren Eagleton? New uh, new subscriber. Appreciate him. How about you to Jay Lee's Mud Jug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about you to Cinco Tussais? That would be 526. Yep. New father, man. All right. yeah. Hey, how about you, bro? Good how about you. you, big dog? And uh, how about you to Blind Mellow Jelly? How about you to LG, Lord George? Lord George. And get this, folks, how about you to Bobby Sweatpants? Ooh. I like
0: it. There you go. He yeah.
1: had a
2: fantastic post about the depth chart and uh, whatnot in somebody's post. He did a lot of work on it. I don't know if he copied and pasted it, but, hell, <laughs> it,
1: appreciate,
2: it was appreciated. Uh, I thought he did a fantastic job. It kind of lined up with this question, like, who do you all have behind Marcus Davis? And uh, so I thought he did a, a great job on that. How about you to Bobby Uh, Fantastic show, folks. Don't forget, man, if you're looking for a new or used vehicle anywhere in the United States, give Caleb Schofield a call, man. He will have it or he will find it for you, 334-531-0996. Fantastic guy, fantastic Auburn man. He supports us. Please support him. Uh, That's going to do it, folks. We'll be back 630 Sunday night for the call-in show. Be looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll have some more recruiting news throughout the week. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. Absolutely. Uh, if you're not signed up for Auburn Live on 3, $29.99 right now for the next six months, $5 a, uh, a month. Can't beat it, man. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, all right, man, for Cole, for J-Head, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay at left lane.
1: See ya. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2.